Yeah, well, I mean, the Adani coal mine has been proposed to be built in Queensland. Um, it was this giant coal mine that would have carbon emissions the equivalent of New Zealand and other medium-sized countries. Um, it's been scaled back a bit because of kind of consistent activist pressure that's made the um, you know construction of the mine deeply unpopular. That the um, the corporation is still going ahead, um, and then it's also gotten the approval of both the Liberal Party and the Labor Party, um, and. I think if it does actually go ahead, it sets a precedent in the area where there will be more coal mines constructed. So it won't just be Adani. It will be like seven other coal mines in Queensland. Um, and then also, just recently, after the federal election, the Labor Party has announced in Queensland that it's going to approve the mine, and so it's kind of rushing through with it. Um, so that's kind of like a brief summation of, I guess, like what's been happening with the coal mine. Yeah, definitely. And as you mentioned, since the election, the government seems to have been kind of moving through these approvals pretty fast. On Friday, the Queensland government signed off on the company's black-throated Finch management plan, but there's still one big hurdle. Um, If I'm not mistaken, it's the groundwater plan that must be resolved by June 13. So what do you think the likelihood of this plan getting approved is? Well, I think it kind of just depends on how much we mobilise, really, Um, because I think, like, if we have consistent mass mobilisation, we can actually put pressure on the government to basically um, back down on, you know, um, putting through the Adani coal mine. But I think if it's, like, if we don't actually put the pressure on them, they don't feel the need to like, you know, like follow the regulations and like they can just kind of do what they want. So I think right now more than ever, it's really necessary to be having more of those protests, having more civil disobedience, disrupting things as usual. Otherwise, I think it could actually go ahead. Yeah, definitely. The Australian Conservation Foundation has said that the approval of the black-throated finch management plan was deeply flawed what would you say to that um the approval of uh well like i just think it's like the whole thing is just deeply fucked it's just like there's obviously just no um well like firstly it's just like most people don't agree with the adani coal mine um and like it's just like the government is just, and the corporations are kind of just acting on their own will and then there's also been all these yeah environmentalist groups conservation groups that have said that you know, the havoc that the Adani coal mine is going to wreak on, like, both, um, you know, um, bike, like, different communities, um, and then also, like, animal um, and biodiversity. Like, and it's just, like, the corporations and the government just don't care, and they're just kind of steamrolling ahead despite that. So, yeah, I would agree with that. I think it is deeply flawed. Um, and I think the whole um, project is deeply flawed because... We need to be transitioning to renewables right now, not building more and more coal mines. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, a lot of Queenslanders are pro-Adani for the amount of jobs it will create. But what would be the alternative to that? Like, should the government be focusing more on creating renewables, you know, jobs in that area? Yeah, well, I think that's the kind of narrative that's been constructed um, after the election of it's just like all these Queenslanders are really backwards 
um, you know, they just like, they love coal mining. But I think it's like, I think that's unfair. I think the reason why it happens, well, you know, it's because the terrain was on jobs and there's high unemployment in Queensland. But I think it's like, yeah, the stuff that you were saying of it's like, if we, if our environmental activism actually puts working class people and oppressed people at the centre of it, then we can cut through that and say, well, you know, to be against the coal mine, it's in the interest of all the workers in rural Queensland because part of that transition will be like big public infrastructure projects that will actually retrain these people, um, have them on, uni- on union wages, union jobs, stuff like that. But I think the problem has been that there's been no political party that's made that argument. It's just kind of like either you're for environmentalism and you don't like jobs or um, you're for the Adani coal mine and you're for jobs. But it's not even as if the Adani coal mine is going to have all these jobs. Like most of the mine will be automated. So I think it's kind of like all a bit of a farce. Yeah, definitely the narrative they push to uh, get the seats in the election that they need. So the Carmichael mine is, is just one of many mines in the area that want to be constructed. As you said before, I think Clive Palmer, among other companies, wants to build a coal mine that's actually bigger than Adani's. What would the repercussions of the Adani mine being approved be? Obviously, as you said before, it will set a precedent for other companies. You know, what kind of effect is that going to have on the environment if it's not just one coal mine, it's, you know, seven or eight? Well, yeah, I think it would just accelerate the climate crisis that we're currently in. Um, The UN IPCC report said that we needed to significantly reduce carbon emissions um, within 11 years. Uh, And obviously constructing more and more coal mines is going to accelerate that process. Um, It will mean that Australia's carbon emissions will skyrocket. Um, So you can imagine massive ecological destruction um, that's kind of unimaginable. So I think if the Adani coal mine is built and then, you know, Clive Palmer's proposed mine um, and other mines in the area, you can imagine the disastrous consequences of it, both for uh, the environment and then I just think for society more broadly. So with only one hurdle left, what does that mean for the Stop Adani campaign? Like, what's your strategy going forward? Well, I think there was a slogan that was going around on my newsfeed after the Liberal government got in, which is don't mourn, organise. And I think that kind of encompasses what we have to do. We have to be, um, you know, having as much civil disobedience and protest as we can to kind of disrupt things as usual. Um, So I think going forward, we want to be linking up with all the other environment groups that are doing that stuff. So Extinction Rebellion is doing some of that. Uh, The School Strikes for Climate have been organising big protests of high schoolers. Um, So we want to be kind of uniting all the environment campaigns, I think, to have this mass public pressure campaign. I think that's going to be the only way in which we'll reverse um, the construction of the Adani coal mine. So I think more than ever, it's important to kind of have this united mass pressure campaign. Yeah, definitely. And for the Stop Adani Perth sector, is there any way that people can get involved? Like, is there anything happening specifically that people need to know about? Um, Well, we're in the works of planning a protest, but if people want to get involved, they should obviously like the Stop Adani um, Perth page. And then also, if you wanted to come to meetings, because we're like trying to 
you know, plan out the logistics to organising protests, get more people involved. Um, we always need more people. So message that Facebook page. Um, yeah, I think it's really important to be an activist more than ever now. Like, we have three more years of a call funding refugee bashing and homophobic government. So if you want to be an activist, I think now is the best time to be it.